all right folks what is going on this is episode 417 of the first and frame rate show i am via Vala. over here we talk about georgia southern atlanta falcons football and today we're going to talk about the scrimmage that georgia southern had in savannah we're going to, i'm gonna give you my thoughts and opinions on that also they had a kids clinic that you know that i thought that was really really cool give you my thoughts and opinions on that as well and we also going to talk about the falcons they're going to play the jets today it is game day for the Atlanta Falcons. We're going to get into that as well to give you my thoughts and opinions on everything that is on deck today. So I hope you guys sit back and enjoy. I want to thank everybody who has been coming through and watching the the, pro, the program, you know, pretty much Monday through Friday. You guys have been great. I cannot thank you guys enough for the supporting. If this is your first time here, welcome. I am on YouTube and Rumble. I'm also on Anchor, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. So if you want to listen to the podcast, at your leisure you can listen to it on those podcast avenues or you can continue to watch on youtube or rumble um <clears throat> also um i haven't done this in a while and i need to start getting back doing it because it's, it's just been busy it's it's, it's it's all to get out but i do thank the people who still been supporting um i do have a patreon and over there i do like an extra episode of the show pretty much every you know sunday or monday i have an extra episode up either on those days and those episodes are basically for uh you know stuff that's outside of georgia southern and atlanta falcons football maybe i have a little bit of that stuff in it but if you want to support the link is down in the description you can go check that out and um i very much appreciate it i, I cannot thank you guys enough uh, it should be in all my links. If not, I'll just have a, a, a open link right there so you can just click it. All it does, it just helps, you know, support the show. And by supporting the show, I give you guys an extra episode to watch. So um, thank you guys for, you know, just checking it out. And if you're already supporting, I, I really, really appreciate it. Enough of all that stuff. Let's go ahead and um, get into this. Um, Georgia Southern holds another scrimmage. This time it was in Savannah, Georgia at Memorial Stadium. Um, I'm from originally from Savannah and Memorial Stadium is basically a very it's not really, really, really historic, but it's a historic icon in Savannah when it comes to football. You know, um, Georgia Southern has played there back in the 80s. Some of the, you know, some of the big football games are played there for when it comes to high school. Um, it, it seats very well for a high school stadium. Um it, it, it's, it's just a really nice place to go to if you want to watch football. And I, I love it there. I mean, there's been plenty of times I, I went there growing up watching, you know, either Savannah High or watch Beach or Benedict College and, you know, um, Benedict College, <laughs> Benedictine um, Academy, you know, watching all the other high schools, Jenkins High School, all those high schools had a chance to play there at some point. And I, and I, I, I used to go there at least once uh, a year. So, um, Georgia Southern has took the chance to go down there, which is really cool because it, it it extends Georgia Southern back into the Savannah area, you know, where, you know, Savannah State really, as far as colleges go, that's the first college you really think about in Savannah when it comes to football. It brings the Eagles out there once again so people could come out and watch them practice. And for the practice, I'm going to give you some stats and, opinion, and, and, you know, stats on what happened in the game. And uh, another solid performance for the team. And I, I think this team right here is ready to go. There are some things that could be cleaned up, but you got a lot of guys here that are just, you know, on point, just ready to go and, and, and ready to go play against Morgan State, um, which is, you know, a little bit almost less than two weeks away now. It's, you know, it's like football is here, you know what I mean? So when you look at it, 
um, the number one offense didn't play much, and that's understandable because you're getting close to the season. You don't want to put too much wear and tear on them. You want them ready to go. So Calvin Trees went four for four for 67 yards. Um, 67 of those yards was a 44-yard pass to Jeremy Singleton. So, I mean, it looked like that duo was going to be doing some things, you know, throughout the season. Uh, and Jalen White scored a one-yard touchdown run. And that was it for Calvin Trees. He did not play after that, you know, opening drive. Gerald Green saw some action, had two touchdowns, um, had two touchdown scores. Uh, also, the kickers. And I'm getting all this information off of gseagles.com because I really wanted to go to this, but I wasn't able to go, you know, work or whatever the case may be. Um, Gerald Green, uh, like I said, two touchdowns. And all three kickers did pretty good. Alex Rayner, four for four with a longer fifty-two yards. Um, I'm not gonna sit here and um, you know, not not play around. I was kind of down on Alex Rayner at some point because I remember the Louisiana game, uh, a couple of kicks that he missed early in his career. Looked like he stepped his game up big time. So that's pretty cool. Michael Lance, the kicker from uh, Minnesota, three for four with a longer forty-seven, and Bryce Christenen, he had a couple of kicks as well. Didn't see nothing from Britton Williams. That's kind of interesting, you know. That's my guy. That's I, I love. I, I love the fact that that kid is on our team. I, I think personally, I think he's the best kicker out of all four of these guys. But that's another story of another day. Um, Green and White both combined for they both combined for fifty six yards rushing and three scores. Um, Singleton had sixty five yards on four catches. Durham Burgess had three catches for fifty six. Marcus Sanders had three five catches for thirty five yards. Uh, Zion McGee had two interceptions. Isaiah Walker and Wyland Free also had interceptions. And um, Jeremy Smith and Jalen Jackson both had uh, a couple of touch sacks. So outside of that, once again, just another solid outing for the Georgia Southern. I'm just waiting for them, and I'm pretty sure they're ready to play against some, you know, real competition now. So uh, there, there's not much to talk about here. Honestly, there's no wild factor, anything that's going on with that, uh, with the team or whatever. I think these are a bunch of guys who have gelled together, got things together, and they're just basically just ready to go. You know, so with that being said, it is something that needs, you know, that is something that I'm just anticipating for. I, I can't see these guys, you know, slacking off based on what they have going on for themselves and what Coach Helton's put together. I think Coach Helton put together a pretty good team. And I know a lot of people were sitting here, you know, that's pretty much outside of Eagle Nation are looking at this little sideways thinking that this is not going to be any – um. This, this is not going to be anything special, but um, a lot of people think this is going to be a, a really crazy transition. Uh, to be honest with you, I think the only way the Eagles really lose if they beat themselves, because I, I think the level of competition is high in the Sun Belt, but I think these guys have done a pretty good job of putting a team together that can compete. And I would not be surprised if they, you know, shock a lot of people. I'm already on record saying that this team could win eight games. And, I, and, and the more I look at this, I'm not joking about it. When you look at the guys like Jeremy Singleton and and uh, even with Caleb Hood and uh, Derwin Burgess, you got guys on defense stepping up. Uh, the running game, I just got finished talking about Jalen White, you know, how I think he could probably be the best running back in the Sun Belt, honestly. Um if anything, our offensive line may be, you know, a somewhat of a liability. And there's already been rumbling saying that the tight end position could be as well. So 
if we can get if we can if we can get things moving on the offensive line and get the trenches together, I think we're going to be a problem because we got too much. We got too many weapons on the outside that teams can't stop. Some people say that this wide receiver, um, this wide receiver group is like very, 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 very good. And you got a quarterback like Calvin Trees, you keep him upright, it's going to be a problem. So we're going to see how this plays out. They're going to be playing Morgan State September third. Um, I'm not going to be able to go to that game because uh, uh, I got something stored for September third. Hopefully, you guys hang around, and um, I hope you guys hang around and and, and see what's going on on September third. I got something that I'm gonna pull up my sleeve. I think it's gonna be very fun and interesting because it's, it, the fact that I'm not gonna be able to go to the game in Statesboro. I got something that's probably just as good in, in, in store for you guys. So hopefully we'll see how that plays out. <laughs> this is going to be really fun. All right. Um, before I go and transition over to the Falcons, the kids clinic, I watched some clip, clips of the kids clinic and I, I, this is really cool. I love watching stuff like this. Like when kids who love the game of football, who love the Georgia Southern Eagles or, you know, just not even necessarily know much about football and willing to learn about the game and see if there's something for them. When you get the players involved with having kids, you know, uh, you know, learn about the game and teaching them and, and, and showing them and leading them what they can do uh, or what the game is about, I think it's a really good, you know, um, you really really big deal. Get them to interact with the, with the, uh, the kids, interact with the players, and it gives them something to look up to when it comes to not only just that moment, but throughout the entire season. Because kids, for the most part, they're very impressionable. And when you get kids involved in something positive like this, they they can tend to they they tend to continue to spread that positivity. You know, a lot of kids, you know, I, I say this with my son. You show them a little bit of positive um, outlook on things, and they just continue to, you know. And they continue to mimic it. They continue to, to blossom within that, that that positivity. And when you get them into something like football, which is very team and oriented, and there's a, a lot of you know conglomerate togetherness, it just it just brings a lot of um it just brings a lot of good vibes and a lot of positivity. So you're you're probably looking at a lot of future Eagles, whether it be in football or any other sport. You know, with them being having this experience with Georgia Southern, we'll probably want them to follow, want them to follow this team up throughout their childhood. So this is a really big deal. This is not just something like, oh, we're going to teach kids to play football. And, you know, no, this could carry them. Even if they feel like football is not for them, they'll still love the team. They'll still watch the team. They'll still be able to support and grow with the team. And, and this is like I said you know uh, a while back i think this is a very special moment for georgia southern because now you have a new coach a new outlook a new era 40 years in the making so this is the 40th year of the program being you know up, up started again and you got all this stuff going on this could make it a very special year for this program and with the kids involved as well it's going to be really nice to see I can't wait to get to Paulson sometime this year. I got a plan. I got plans to come to a couple games. And um I can't wait to see how it's gonna look. Cause this is like this is so much positive, you know, energy going into the season. I just hope it continues to stay that way and we continue to build from two, 2022 and 2023 and beyond. I think that's really cool. So kudos to the Georgia Southern football team are getting the kids clinic out there. We already did a women's clinic not too, uh, a few weeks back. It's just going to continue to get better. It's going to continue to get better. And hopefully all this 
just continue to bring positivity and good news and a couple of wins, more than a couple of wins for the for the program. So I think that is pretty, pretty awesome. All right, let's transition over to the Falcons and the Jets. I don't have much to say here. Now, I said that the, the Georgia Southern Eagles are ready to go. The Falcons are in a situation where they're going to have to continue to get better. The level of competition in the NFL is way, way more intense, much, much higher for um, the Falcons. And uh, with, unlike Georgia Southern, where they're, they're kind of got everything in a row to compete with the Sun Belt, the Falcons have everything in a row just to be a, a formidable team. Now, they're going up against the Jets, and kind of similar to what the, they had to deal with with the Lions, it's going to be a very similar situation. Coach Arthur Smith wants them to get better and clean up a lot of mistakes that happen. Now, when you look at the Lions game, we probably didn't see a lot of like big time glaring mistakes. Um, there were some, you know, players for the Lions that were, you know, like some wide receivers that was open. And I want people to understand this. That that that's gonna happen. I don't care if you're in the preseason, you know, you're in the regular season or the postseason. You're gonna have receivers open in the NFL. The problem is, is can you stop them when it's when it's time? Like when they're about to score. Or can you hold them to field goals when they're in the red zone? Because you're, you're going to, you're, when, the, when the field gets shorter, the coverage should get tighter. But throughout the, you know, throughout the NFL in general, you know, you're going to get players that are open. You're not going to have a bunch of people on the field like a bunch of A.J. Terrells. Yeah, you want, I mean, in an ideal world, that's great. But, you know, some quarterbacks are going to complete passes. You just you just have to stop the bleeding. It's, it's a pass-driven league. So, that is one of the main concerns that a lot of people were saying about the Falcons throughout the the, the Lions game. But this is a this is a, a, a pass driven league. That's going to happen. Can you stop them when it's time to stop them? Can you stop them and limit them the that, uh, x amount of scores? I think the twenty three points that the Falcons gave up was a little bit too much. I want to see that come down to maybe like seventeen to twenty, because if you hold a team down to seventeen to twenty points. You know, you got a very good chance of winning any football game. You know, that that's going to be tough. But I said this before. Luckily, we was able to come back and win the game. And uh, that was really cool. You know, Desmond Ritter did his thing. And I'm still in the mindset that there's a possibility that Desmond Ritter may play sooner rather than later. But I don't want to get into that too much. Drake London's more likely is not going to play. I don't want him to play. Hopefully, he stays out until the regular season. We have another game against the Jaguars, I think. And um, yeah, just just leave him out for right now. There's no reason to uh, it is it, it, no reason to you know deal with that. Let him nurse his injury until it's time to play week one. But uh, no, other than that, like I said, Arthur Smith was basically saying like you know they want to be better than they were last week, and and that's basically what it is. I don't expect to see anything special. I do, if anything, what I do want to see. I want to see Tyler Algier run the ball more. I do want to see that. Um, I don't know how ideal that is because you don't, you still don't want to risk too much of an injury to anybody. So especially with the rookies, it's you got to have a balance in that. You want to see these guys do something, but then again, you don't want them to do too much. Also, what I want to see some of these guys that are on the bubble are these guys because like, you got to understand we're gonna have seventeen. Um, what is it? Seventeen. Yeah, you're going to have, what, 17 to 27 guys get cut. Uh, and my math is not good. From 80 to th from eighty to 53. So you're going to you're gonna have, what, what, 27? I think it's like 27 players. 
scoring cut. So that's a lot of players within now and next Monday. You know, so that that's going to be really, really tough to see who can do what. Um, fortunately, there's two games. You got to play the Jets and then you play the Jaguars. And uh, that's going to be a, a real good telling sign to see who does what. But getting better from a week ago is going to be um, really uh, – uh, it's really going to be telling and it's gonna you're gonna be really be able to see what this team can do to actually be better next week. Who's gonna stand out? You know, D. Alfred is another one that's actually you know making a name for himself. Isaiah Oliver, you know, he came back and he's doing some good things too. So um, there's not too many guys that I can see that really stands out to actually say, all right, who's on the Because you just don't know. I mean, last week we had some people that got cut that we didn't even know. And there's going to be some names that we know that's going to get cut next time, but we just don't know who it is. Maybe by the time the the, the Jaguars game, we'll really get an understanding. But um, I, I really want to see Tyler Algier do a little bit more. He did pretty good for himself. Matter of fact, the running game as a whole did fairly well. You know, even Quadri Allison did good. So uh, hopefully we'll see how all that plays out. The quarterback situation, you know, it is what it is. I expect Mariota to play slightly more, but I do see um, Ritter probably going to take more of the snaps. So uh, that's pretty much it. It's not much there. Just, you know, they're playing against the Jets. See if they can get better than they were last week. If you like this commentary, hit the like button, share this podcast, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed the show. I am on YouTube and Rumble. I'm on Anchor, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. Uh, I can't see, wait to see what happens in this Jets game. Due to the fact that the game is going to be played late, it's going to be, what, 8 o'clock um, uh, Eastern time. Um, I may not be able to commentate on too much of the game because I usually do the games or I do the show, you know, later at that night to be going into the morning. I, I don't know if I'll be up that late to give you my thoughts and opinions i may do a mini uh a mini video to give you my thoughts but i have something else cooked up for you guys for episode 418 and we'll go from um from there all right y'all i'm going to get up out of here and i will see you guys on the next one hopefully you guys enjoy you guys take it easy you guys be blessed peace